Welcome in to another long-awaited edition of the Train with the Best podcast. Right. Craig Hoffman, Chris Gores. We are finally back in our studio here at Onyx Elite in Reston, So Virginia. much has happened since our last day. I, I think it's finally spring. It's good God. You know, I was like, I was begging for spring to come, and then spring comes, and then pollen smacks me in the face. Oh, my God. Everybody is dying. dying I literally just went to CVS on my way here to get some pollen oh, uh, or crazy. some allergy medication for one of my friends because... Uh, they're dying. Yeah. Um, and Meek and Mill is free. Meek Mill is free. <laughs> uh, the Wizards and Sixers and every other team not named the Warriors, Thunder, uh, Celtics, and Cavaliers has been yep. eliminated from the NBA playoffs. The long-awaited Washington, D.C. sports drought. Of yes. No one making – none of the major four sports teams making their respective Final Fours is over as the Capitals have advanced yes. to the Eastern Conference Finals. As we record, they start tonight. Uh, so yeah, which was amazing. Of- I, I, every time I watched that series, they would lose, so I stopped watching. And then every time I, I feel didn't like watch, a lot they won. of people that did that. Yeah, a lot. Of, I but- luckily, I luckily had a pretty good record, um, especially when I would tune them in on the radio. Uh, which unfortunately we didn't have all the games on the fan. We were able, we were able to throw them on our sister station ninety nine Uh The rest of the playoffs, if you're a DC listener, uh, it are on the fan. Yeah. So that's pretty. You cool know, for there's, us. there's some nostalgia, and I I kind of enjoy listening to the games on the radio. John Walton's awesome. The guy who does uh, yeah, the play-by-play whoever's making that call is is amazing. John Walton I can is the guy's see name. The game when I'm listening he to is it. incredible as a hockey play-by-play guy. And we're lucky enough to have him um, and be the flagship for the Caps Radio Network. And I just feel like every time I was in the car driving somewhere, uh, they scored. So. It's great. It's great to actually, you know, I turned on the radio and I heard your voice, and you were actually talking about something that was not the Redskins. It was like, whoa, that can't <laughs> be Craig. What are you doing, guy? It is Craig. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's been fun to kind of branch out a little bit. I mean, look, I don't know a lot about hockey, so a lot of it is about the narratives and things sure. like that. It's about it's about what does this mean for the city? It's about what does this mean for, um, you know, is this a success? If they were to get swept by Tampa and not win another game mm-hmm. in this playoffs, is this a success because they've already gotten farther than they ever have in the Alex Ovechkin I era? Think, I, I think the, the, the thing there is because it's because they beat the Pens. Right. If it was just they advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals without beating the Pens, then – that wouldn't well, that's kind of what I tweeted after they beat the Penguins was like, this is a like 40-headed dragon, <laughs> right. and they slayed 38 of the heads <laughs> yeah. by right. winning on the road in Pittsburgh yep. in overtime. Yep. Um, they, they, all those things were, had been nightmares for them, not to mention it's in the second round where they'd never gotten out of. Um, you know, They do it in a season where the expectations aren't nearly as high, yep. and the only thing left for them to do is make the cup final and win the cup. And win. Uh, uh, that next morning, I called our boy Yo Murphy, who's from Tampa. And, uh-huh. You know, he's posted his pictures of going to Tampa Bay Lightning games and stuff like that. So we have a little, a little wager. Oh, we have a little wager. Nothing big. I'm not a betting guy, but you know, I'll put a dinner on anything. So, <laughs> so we've got, we've got dinner on the line. Plus, I think, I think the loser has to buy a, a jersey of the other team, something like that. You should have had to like buy three shirts from the other guy's facility. Yeah, but we are we we give each other shirts, so that's not oh, even okay. like that's I gotta not get in on that exchange. That's no I want some Aspie gear. That's no fun. I gotta talk to yo. I, I need want some Aspie <laughs> gear. So, rub it on the podcast. Everyone can see me during the podcast. So, it's out. so everybody knows that you know when when the Caps win that yo's got yo owes me dinner. Okay, and uh, and he's got to wear a cap shirt. Very nice. I like it. I like it. Um, it's an interesting series too, by the way, just because all the injuries um, and Tom Wilson getting suspended and yeah, yeah. So I mean, Tom is Tom is the guy that I have a relationship with. So right. obviously, I was following his situation really closely, and you know, it was it was he was suspended for three games after they went up three one. So 
if he does get to come back in the series, it would be in a game seven. But they didn't need game seven, so right. So we're good. He's back on the ice. Um, and it's interesting. It's interesting to hear him because he's like he's obviously an old school hockey player, and he comes from the the day where you it was people. a rough game. It was a violent game, and that was encouraged. And now it's like, oh, we got we can't hit like that anymore. Yeah, it's it's a physicality thing. It's something yeah. that probably is a really interesting discussion amongst hockey people. I mean, we obviously it have is. that discussion. We, I mean, we had that discussion about football. It's, it's right. one of those things like you know these things happen so fast, and if you're just trying to hit a guy, you're just trying to hit a guy. It's, it's it. It's not even about whether you're targeting his head or whatever. You're just trying to make contact. Right. You know? And it's not like a shoulder-to-shoulder, you know, contact. That's that's kind of the dumbest thing in a lot, especially in hockey, I feel like. Um, but in in football, too, it's like, okay, shoulder-to-shoulder. Well, your head can still whip. Like, you can still get a concussion yeah, from a yeah, shoulder-to-shoulder. Um, you want to try to limit the head contact and the direct contact yep. in the head. But let's not pretend like these hits are all of a sudden safe. Yeah. Um, but by the same token, it, it's deemed a part of the game and, and trying to – figure out what is what what sh- it's almost like an ethical discussion like right what should be in the game what isn't is is right. blurry at best yeah but we had that discussion on a previous podcast yeah, so go listen did. to it we i think did. it was actually the last podcast yep. um so that's fun uh what you have some fun stuff uh yeah, coming up out to, so uh last time we did this this was before atlanta right so we went yes. down we went down to atlanta had a great time down there there was 20 trainers it was sold out had had a really good time uh, I feel like I'll be back in Atlanta sometime soon. Um, just was able to meet a lot of really good people. Was able to meet um, uh, one of my idols growing up, studying the. Yeah, you told me about this on the phone. Eric Moles, like he was the dude that that I used to follow because I used to love the, those Bills teams of the '90s that went to the Super Bowl and never won. Mm-hmm. So you know, kind of Andre Reid and Thurman Thomas and all those guys. And then once once they kind of got a little bit older the next guy up for them was this guy named eric molds and he was he oh, yeah. was that dude i mean he, he was, was a guy good. like uh i guess today would be a little bit like pierre garçon yeah um where he was strong he was fast he could beat you over the top but he was physical you're not just gonna bring him down he could run every route um so you know getting a chance to meet him and then i also met uh uh one of the guys that i used to train for the redskins was maurice hurt from University of Florida, and okay. his his dad was also in the certification class. Oh, that's so I got cool. a chance to catch up with him and, and talk a little bit about Mo and about some of those guys that we used to train. So uh, it was a good it was a good thing. And then and then next week, heading out to Spain. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll head out to Malaga, take the train over to Sevilla. Um, looking forward to diving into some paella. Yeah, um, you know, and, and then obviously we've got we've got two days of certification. So really, really looking forward to that with Iberian Sports Tech. So who is Iberian Sports Tech? And so they're the big uh, equipment manufacturer over there. So here you've got power systems and perform better and Sornex and all kinds of other things. And, you know, um, it's probably more like a perform better because perform better or, or power systems. They kind of carry every line versus mm. the Sornex is just Sornex. Right. Right. Um, perform better UK. That's their distributor over there, and then here in Spain, one of their the largest distributors there, or the largest distributor for equipment and and um, anything like that. That's Iberian Sports Tech. Gotcha. Now I know there were some some soccer things in the works. Yeah, there's some soccer things in the works, but I know what you're allowed um, to say. No, I mean Barcelona is kind of busy right now, so yeah. we had to we had to postpone that till maybe this fall. But uh, I know that's coming and. Um, it's it's exciting to be able to, to to work with these teams and share some ideas and learn from them about some of the things that they do with with Vertimax and and with other things. Um, yeah, I mean it's just it's a really cool opportunity and I'm glad to be a part of it. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. So when you go to, I know we talked about this some when you came back from Turkey, but you go to a, a place where you don't necessarily speak the language. What's the process of, of making sure that you communicate everything and that, that all the presentations are translated properly? And yeah, so we had we had a phone call with them earlier this week just to make sure that everything was going to be fine. That, hey, if, if you needed these translations, then we, we got to get them. Or if, if you're good with them being in English and everybody's okay with that, um, then then we're good to go. And, and Spain's one of those countries where a lot of yeah, everybody sure. pretty much speaks English. So so we were good with that. It's a little bit more of an issue when you go into like Eastern Europe, like Poland and Hungary, and mm-hmm. then then you start needing more translations. Right. Um, but over on the Western part of Europe, obviously England, uh, but then like Spain, France, Italy, like yeah. most people will speak English. Yeah, they speak a lot of languages over there. It's something that I wish we did more here. Yeah. I wish I had the ability to communicate. Our language is here a little people. bit different. Like you got to be able to speak Jay-Z and Trick Daddy. <laughs> like those are those are the languages here. The little yeah. dialects. The, the dialect game is, is yeah. a fun. You, you, guys, you called that a what? Yeah, yeah, right? Like <laughs> go home to South Carolina and all of a sudden I'm in a different world. That's right. South Carolina to New York City to L.A. It's just to Minnesota language. to where it's Texas. Right. I mean, right. it's yeah. no matter where it is, it's everyone's got a little bit different different spin on the old yeah. English language. Which is, and then you end up eating cat fries because you don't know what it is. <laughs> so. uh, you don't know that story. The Train with the Best podcast is powered by Super Coffee, a product that I currently have separation anxiety from. I am recording this ad in San Francisco on vacation where I'm about to put together this here podcast that you are listening to. So obviously by the time you're listening to this, that's been done. Otherwise, that'd be weird. But in San Francisco, I I couldn't bring any with me and I forgot to pre-order some to my buddy's house that I'm staying with. So I'm super coffee-less, and it's just life is not the same uh, because I don't have the MCTs from coconut oil powering my brain. I don't have the nice boost of 10 grams of protein, and it's not sugar-free. So I, while I'm enjoying my vacation, I await my return to my super coffee. And if you are now going, man, I would like some super coffee sent anywhere in the entire country, you can get it at drinksupercoffee.com for 50% off. Just use the code TRAINWITHTHEBEST. You can get it sent anywhere. I wish I had done that before I traveled. Good job, guy. Oh, well. Drinksupercoffee.com. The code is trained with the best. We're not drinking the other coffees anymore because as I return to them, I remind you they are inferior. Super coffee, it's just wonderful. All right, other things we want to talk about today. Our main topic, today's not going to be a super long pod. We'll do more when we get back, and we are going to get back on the guest things. As you can tell by Chris's schedule and my schedule, I'm actually headed out on a plane today. I'm going to San Francisco for a couple days for vacation. Um, we got rookie minicamp today, too, which we uh-huh. can talk about a little bit. Um, and the NFL draft, which I guess we haven't really talked about either, did we? Yeah. Um, but, like, we're going to get back on the guest train and stuff once the schedules become more regular, if they get more regular, before training camp uh, hits in the in the fall. Uh, right. But main topic today will be kind of the mental side of, of not just training but performing, uh, based I, off an article from Brian Windhorst on LeBron James. I think, I think it's the mental side of recovery – and injury prevention. Yeah. I don't think that this gets covered enough. Yeah. Because typically when you when you think about injury prevention protocols, right? You start thinking about joint mobility, joint stability, right? Uh, core strength, eccentric strength and, and and you know proper movement mechanics and all that. I don't think that there's enough um, attention being paid to studying the game. Right. And it's interesting because um, 
the the ESPN article just came out about LeBron James and how he basically steals rest in the middle of a game. You know, and this is like it, it happens in all sports. You guys know it. Like if you if you're playing against an experienced racquetball player, guess what? They don't move that much. Right. Versus somebody who is maybe just picking up the game. They're all over that. If I went to go play court. racquetball, I'd be running all right. over that thing until the ball hit me in the head and then I'd right. fall down because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right. Same thing with tennis and, and, and any other sport. And e- and even in basketball, when you used to play one on one or you used to play with your old man, it, it seems like there's no way that, that that your dad is faster than you or quicker than you, but he gets like every rebound because he knows where it's going. Mm. And that's that's people forget that LeBron is 15 years into this thing. Like, yeah, he, he is a vet. He He's played basically 60,000 NBA minutes. Yeah. I mean, his basketball IQ is, is off the charts. So he, he knows how to steal rest and he knows how to keep himself from situations that would possibly lead to an injury. And that's something that just doesn't get paid much attention to. So when, you, when you're coming off of an ACL, um, I, I talked to Joe Boyles about this a lot. Coming off of ACL, her first and second time was a time for her to be able to take a step back, watch the game, and the game actually slowed down for her because she could study and she could see different angles, positions, spacing, things like that. And that has a lot to do with injury prevention. And it has a lot to do with the way that you perform and, and use your energy. Because if you're out there with like a chicken with your head cut off, it's it's yeah. only a matter of time. You, I mean, you can do knee stability all you want, but like if you if you can't see the game, you're probably gonna get hurt again. The worst thing when you go play pickup is the guy who's never played. And you, you all of a sudden there's a guy running around who's trying a little right, bit too they're diving hard. At and, knees. Yeah, and yeah. they just they don't understand on some level, it's um, a protocol is not the word I'm looking for, but they don't understand it's not protocol the or etiquette. It's the, a little the bit, etiquette. That's, it's a little that's, bit more like etiquette. Yeah, like, the etiquette. No, the etiquette's the right word. That's the yeah. word I'm looking for. They, they don't understand the etiquette of the game. They don't understand yeah. how you're supposed to do this. Right. And and so like at at that point, that guy is the most dangerous guy on the floor. <laughs> right. Um. And there's he's nothing clueless. worse. Yeah. There's nothing worse than playing. I would so much rather play against a person who's far superior than me and is athletically just able to dominate me than I would a beginner who I might be better than, but is just gonna put me in an awkward they're gonna, position. They're going to yuck it up. Yeah. They're going to yuck up. And, and potentially hurt me. So we talk about LeBron. I mean, for one basketball IQ wise, I don't think it's ever been illustrated better than one of my favorite lines I've read, uh, in any feature piece in the last couple of years, um, where Lee Jenkins, and I think it was in his 2012 SI Man of the Year piece where LeBron won, uh, was talking about LeBron's days with the Heat, and he said the average player gets a two-page scouting report. The LeBron gets a four-page scouting report that's typically reserved for the coaches and Shane Battier. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. give you an idea, Shane Battier was basically in the league because of his brain because he just knew Shane where to be all the time. Was, you know what? Here was, here's what Shane Battier was. Shane Battier was the... The non-loudmouth version of Draymond Green. Like he, um, like he rebounded, he played defense. Draymond is a better player. Yeah, Draymond's a way better player. I'm not saying that he's yeah. better than Draymond. He, th- Draymond's better, but he's also, like, if you if you think about what always Shane in the did right for place. his teams, yeah. he was always the, in the, the right place. Was, he, he defended all kinds of different positions. With Shane, like, they would do, like, the Rockets, obviously, one of the most advanced analytics front offices in the sport. They would look at all this lineup data, and they look at Shane's numbers, and like he didn't have any box score numbers, they just knew that his plus minus the score when he was on the floor right. was always better with him on the floor than right. anybody else. They take yeah. the same four man lineup and plug in someone who was not Shane Battier and Shane, and the Shane number was always higher, right. just because he made everyone else better right. in ways that are hard to describe and hard, way, ways that are hard to numerically 
say other than the score was always in their favor. Right. LeBron got the same scouting reports as that guy, and he's the most gifted player we've ever seen to <laughs> yeah, ever play the exactly. game. So exactly. from a mental capability, that's what we're talking about. But as you said, in year 15, what he's been able to figure out, and these numbers um, are – I don't have the piece in front of me, but um, Brian Winhorst uh, was able to get the data because they have all this player tracking data now. And they – discovered that LeBron is in the top or the bottom 10 of the league in terms of his average speed and he's actually slowed down from the regular season to the playoffs and the in an average NBA game LeBron is going about three miles an hour on average (laughs) which is crazy because you think LeBron is is, yeah the guy who's opening it up and going crazy and just he bursts for that quick second and then shuts it back down he understands how to not waste energy how to maximize his positioning um, and, and to whether it's walking the ball up the floor or little things that are just so smart that make so much sense. Like right. on a free throw, he's not in there battling for rebounds and then jogging back. The NBA players are too good at free throws. And if there was yeah. a major late game situation, I'm sure he would get in there. But he's ba- he walks back and gets ready to play defense when one of his teammates is at the free throw line. That way he doesn't have to run back. It, it's something simple. But in that moment, he's buying himself rest because you're yep. just trying to refill the tank. And that's why he's been able to play so many minutes. Yeah. And for the first time in his career this year, when he played games, right? all 82 and, games. And, that's, and that, again, I just, I just like, I can't stress this enough because so much is being made of injury prevention protocols and how do we prevent injuries. And it's, it's no coincidence that the smartest players in the game are also the guys that very rarely get hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, like look I, at like it. Look at any game. Like the, the guys that are the smartest, and they're usually the ones that are around the most. They play the most games. Guys like Chris Paul. Guys you know, like Chris Paul. I mean, in, he's had his injury battles over the years, but nothing. Never had like a major catastrophic injury. He'll break a hand or something like that. Right. Um, miss a couple of months. It actually that actually took me back to a conversation that I had with uh, with Chris Thompson after he broke his leg. Uh, this year, Chris is one of the smartest players I've ever met. A guy who's battled injuries. That's a different, that's a different game, though. But the thing was that he said, uh, you know, what could I have done differently? I could have gotten out of the way. I, I, didn't, I was in the wrong spot. The reason I got hurt was because I was in the wrong spot. Right. And so it, there, it, there are moments in football where it doesn't matter how smart you are. Like, you just got to throw your head in there. But, but he knew. But he that was the thing. Looking back, he knew. Yeah. Like. What it was a scramble situation, and he put himself in a bad position. and He got hurt, and yeah. he, if you don't think that guy's not going to do that again, he's going to put himself in a better position. Yeah. Like you know, sometimes it takes getting hurt, unfortunately, but you learn right. and you learn. And that's right. what you talked about with Joe. Of like, all right, the game slows down. You understand these things now, yep. and so sure, everyone, you know, every, weird stuff can happen to anybody. But if yeah. you understand the game, you, it, it's about minimizing your chances, yeah. not zeroing them out. And even and even going back to LeBron, if you look at if if you go back and you watch LeBron's like barbershop episode, I know there was a big thing about that being mm-hmm. made between him and Nick Saban lately. But if you actually go back and you watch that episode, he actually talks about one of the big problems with youth basketball, and it's not just basketball; it's youth sports in general today. They don't watch games anymore. They don't study the games the way that you know we used to. You know, so so like you, th- there's all this training and individual stuff and, and skills training and speed and conditioning and stuff, but then there's not enough of just studying the game. And he talks about that, and, and it's interesting to hear him talk about that. And then you see this article come out, and you see the the best in every other sport. A guy like Floyd Mayweather in in a sport that is <laughs> like punching it, each other it, in it's the face. It's about punching each other in the face. He's fifty and zero. Because he's a freaking genius. Yes, 
there's a lot that goes with Floyd yeah. that, that people are probably listening to like right now. But when it comes in, to when it his, comes to what he his, does in the ring, craft, he is a genius. When he comes when it comes to what happens in the ring, he sees what's coming before He's it comes. Every bit as stupid outside of it as he is smart in it. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> but in but, his craft, in it, like, he is a genius. He know he knows what punch is coming before you throw it, and that's why he never gets hit. Floyd Floyd in fifty fights has probably only been hit. A few times and He's you been know touched But he hasn't been you hit You want to know who One of the guys That hit him too was it Was Conor McGregor Who And McGregor kind of Ran out of steam But you talk about yeah. The guy the guy in the basketball game Who doesn't know What he's doing Yeah McGregor was such a wild card Because yeah. he wasn't coming From a, card, yeah. a boxing background He's coming from This MMA background And Floyd was able to take I know, it I know Conor hit down, him but Shane hit him Pacquiao hit him uh, Zab Judah hit him And that's about it Like that that's about it as far as far as getting a clean hit on Floyd in a 50 fight career. I mean, that's crazy. And, yeah. you know, going back to LeBron and going to other sports, it, it's about being able to see what's coming and being able to, to understand the game that helps you prevent injury. Mm. More Think than about just, the smartest quarterbacks yeah. in the league, too. Brady, Tom Brady he, yeah. got, he got hurt once. A dude fell on his knee. There's nothing he could do about it. But generally speaking, uh, he's been able to stay healthy. Peyton Manning was healthy forever until the very yep. end with the neck. Um, commonly considered the smartest. You know, you think of some other sports, too. I mean, obviously LeBron, you know, these guys, you know, I'm sure there's hockey examples. You know, guys like Ovechkin have stayed pretty healthy. Crosby's had his injuries yeah. over the years of concussions. But, you know, again, it's about it's about minimization. Right. You don't, th- you, don't think, you don't think Bryce Harper learned from his injury last year running on a wet base? Oh, yeah. Like, you don't think that he learned from that? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, be, being able to understand the game and understand situations and understand, you know, what's going on out there and what might be coming, that's such a huge part of injury prevention. And I think I think it largely gets ignored from the sports science perspective because it's all about, you know, hey, we got to build knee stability and, and trunk stability and all this. And all Which is also important. important of course. I'm not saying that, that we discount that. I'm just saying that – don't forget to study the game too, especially when you're coming off from an ACL injury, because you can't do anything anyway. All you're going to be doing is trying to get your knee to bend to 90 degrees for six months. So while you're doing that, study the game. Right. You know. So if you are a trainer who trains professional athletes, I mean, if where we, oh hey, you are one. <laughs> uh, what what are you telling your athletes specifically? Like, is it just you know about how to watch the game? I guess would be the best way to phrase that. Um. So on the professional level, it's they pretty much know how to watch the game there, um, and then and then it's more of just being able to take a step back and and slow things down from from uh, from a life standpoint. Like, okay, I don't have workouts, so now I actually have time to do all the things that that I need to do to study the game, things like that. But for 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 somebody coming off of an injury right now, let's say you tear your ACL today. And you're you're a young soccer player. First thing that you should do is surround your thing, surround yourself with things that bring you joy. Things things that things about the game that were were that that make you happy. Follow your favorite team. Go out to a game. Go go out to a practice if you can. Start studying some of that stuff because there's going to be so many moments in your rehab where they're not very joyful. Where mm-hmm. you're going to feel frustrated. You're going to feel angry. You're going to feel sad. You're going to feel depressed. You're gonna wonder why this happened to me. You're gonna wonder why if you're ever gonna get get back. So you got to find that joy in the game again. And there's no better way than to go follow your favorite team or your favorite player and start studying the things that make that team special or that player special. So that's the first thing. 
and then surround yourself with people who, who kind of understand and, and, and get where you where you've been and where you're trying to go. Right. Because you, you got to surround yourself with people who, who are going to kind of keep you up, who understand that it's going to get tough. Um, but but also understand that you can make it through. You know, uh, that was the big thing with Joe. And, and there's a couple of other people that I'm talking to now, a young basketball player down in Richmond who just came off of ACL. And he's he, you can see him getting better. Another young uh, women's national team player who uh, whose dad reached out to me and, and, and she's looking for some help. So these are some of the things that, you know, I'm just trying to instill confidence in them so that they have confidence in me. And then when it is time to push and work on trunk stability, knee stability, that's a given. That's that's the easy part. Right. I know how to do that. Right. That's just making sure everything is in alignment and then and then go. That's easy. The harder part is, you know, making sure that you can make it through those moments where you're doubting everything. No doubt. All right. Coming up in a couple of weeks, we will, I guess, a week or so when Chris gets back and I am back, we will recap our trips. Mine's a fun vacation. I don't know how much we'll talk about that, but if fun things happen in San Francisco, they'll make the pod. Uh, we'll definitely talk about what Chris does in Spain. And then we will see where Make sure you follow me. I'm going to take there. some pictures of this paella. Yes. Looking forward to this. At Trainer Gorez on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Craig Hoffman on Twitter, at Craig underscore Hoffman on the gram. Uh, appreciate everybody listening and subscribe, rate, all those kinds of things on Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you next time on the Best Podcast.